Living the Beatitudes with Father Bjorn. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. We get what we look for. St. Therese of Lisieux has an interesting insight on this. Once in a discussion over the possibility of avoiding purgatory, the future saint told another member of her community, Sister Maria Fabronia, that God was more father than judge. And in this discussion, debate, she finally took the liberty of saying to the other sister, if you look for the justice of God, you will get it. The soul will receive from God exactly what she desires. Are we full of wounds and anger and hurt, and do we want to inflict that on other people? Are we allowing God to heal us? If we receive his mercy, we have to show it to others. The Beatitudes are the heart of Jesus' message. Let's be transformed by them. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. EWTN. Live truth. Live Catholic. St. Benedict became a saint because he continually sought God. One Minute Monk, Abbot Placid Solari of Belmont Abbey. Benedictine monks do the same. Upon entering the monastery, a monk takes three vows. Commitment to live monastic life, stability in monastic life, and obedience. These vows are powerful words. By them, we define who we are. We state our identity. Then we spend a lifetime growing into that ideal. What about your own life? Who have you said that you are? Does your life honestly reflect your words? Is who you have said you are truly who you yearn to be? For your free copy of The Rule of St. Benedict, visit OneMinuteMonk.com. O-N-E-MinuteMonk.com. It's important to watch our words, choose them carefully, say what we mean, and, of course, live what we say. Does someone who takes their own life automatically go to hell? I'm Father Chris Alar. In 1993, my grandmother took her life, and for years I carried this burden because she committed a grave sin and had no time to repent. But the Church states that certain mental conditions may reduce the responsibility of one who takes their own life. You are only eternally lost if you die in an unrepentant state of mortal sin. And for a sin to be mortal, three conditions must be present— And one of those conditions is complete free will. I don't believe many people freely want to take their life, so there is hope for their salvation. To learn more, please visit suicideandhope.com so I can personally pray for anyone you've lost. And to get our book, After Suicide, There's Hope for Them and You, which helps with any kind of suffering or loss, not just suicide. I promise it will help. Welcome back to the Real Presence Radio Spring Live Drive 2021. And our last hour, we're beginning our last hour of day one. And we are blessed. We have another family in here uh, where some kids are going to lead us in our opening prayer for our six o'clock hour. So if you want to go ahead and just say your name and then say what we're going to pray. And Margaret, who's to your left? Kiara. Kiara, can you go ahead, go ahead and you can, Kiara? I want to you go ahead and say your name. I forgot. No worries, <laughs> Kiara, aka Kiki. And if you want to go ahead and uh, begin with the sign of the cross, that'd be great. Mm-hmm. 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 
mission that um, we are uh, protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God be cleaning on the grave and be now a prince of the heavenly host. By the power of God, we are still in the house of the angel of spirits who travel about the world seeking the good of souls. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. That was awesome. What's the last name again? LaFond. So thank you, LaFonds, for leading us in our opening prayer at the 6 o'clock hour. Uh, Margaret and Kiki, great job. Awesome. I love it. Two beautiful little blonde girls leading us in our opening prayer. And apparently our final window is the St. Michael hour, which I'm loving that he's protecting us. Exactly. We know we're covered. Well, before we jump into our next guest, I'm just, uh, I'm going to, we're top of the hour. I'm going to review a couple of things. So in this final window of day one for the Spring Live Drive, uh, for all gifts that would come in for this next half hour with a new goal of $2,000 for this next half hour, um, any gifts that are brought in, any callers, your name is put into a drawing and the, the potential of receiving either a one pound box of Carol Woodman's chippers uh, or one crucifix generously made and donated by Matt Shetler from Watford City. It's, it's a little awkward to go from chippers to a crucifix. It's a little bit of a chasm in there. <laughs> I know, but God's goodness has revealed them both, you I have what? to believe. Yeah, sometimes you need chippers to get to your destination you know, of the, along the cross, right? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> We're trying. He brings trying. relief to us, consolation, right? Um, uh, so, uh, different giving levels for today. Uh, and I just want to encourage you, please call 877-795-0122. And that you can give as a level of guardian angel, uh, which is 249 or less, an evangelist, 250, messenger, 360, uh, or $30 a month. A disciple would be 500, between 500 to 999. An apostle level gift is 1,000 or more, up to 4,999. And then an archangel level gift and if you make a gift as an apostle or higher, you receive a St. Joseph's chaplet. It's a beautiful chaplet that we have here in studio, and we would send that to you. Mm-hmm. Roxanne, All please right. tell us about our next guest. Yes, this is Denise. And actually, I'm going to let Denise tell us a little bit about herself to, to get things going here. But um, I, I know a little bit about Denise, and uh, she has lots to share. But one of the things that she shares is her music ministry. So I want to hear a little bit about that. But first, why don't you share a little bit about uh, your relationship with Real Presence Radio and, and how it's kind of helped your faith life? Well, I uh, was introduced to Real Presence Radio. By the way, I'm Denise Marie Gaber. <laughs> Getting ahead of myself. I'm so excited and nervous at the same time. It's great having you, Denise. It's good. <laughs> Thank you. Um, Yes, my name is Denise, and I was introduced to Real Presence Radio uh, back in January of 2018. I actually went to uh, the first banquet fundraiser when Jeanette Williams was the speaker. Mm -hmm. And so that was my first recognition of Real Presence Radio. A friend of mine had introduced me to all of this, and Mm -hmm. um, it has been a great inspiration um, in the last two, three years in my faith journey, um, which has been <laughs> quite a journey. I am a two-time revert back to the Catholic faith, 
And so all the resources that I have learned about and listened to on my way to work in the morning, such as Sister Angelica speaking at five in the morning, I've heard her. I've listened to Jeanette talk and then uh, ETWN, The Journey Home with Marcus Grody and all the endless stories of people that have either converted or been a revert like me, um, hearing their stories and so it's just been, it's been a great, great resource for me to get inspired and to really come back to the faith. Well, thank, thank you. Thanks for coming to, tonight. But even as you're talking, um, Denise, just you're talking about being a revert and just thanks for the one that the, the humility, I know it doesn't feel humble, you know, in that sense, but like to say, just to be I'm a revert twice, uh, <laughs> so goes the nature of a journey. Yeah. Right. right. Um, and that's how you started it. Like my journey, you know, and referring to Marcus Grody's show, The Journey Home, you know, on EWTN. Um, it's so true. And one of the connections, and Roxanne, you shared about it earlier too. You just mentioned the word story. There is kind of an analogy and as well as an amalgamation of words. One of the things I love is if we want to know true history, then we, we want to discover his story and a God's story and what he's doing. You know, so to kind of break open that word, like what is real history? Well, it's God's movement in this world. What is God doing with us? And God is so creative. He has to be creative if he's willing to work with humans. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yes. he really, I mean, he has to be. And he knows because we're his creation. And, that, and it's one of those things. It's not just that we're his creation. When, when in the story of creation, he goes through how everything he made was good. But then when he came to us, it's the only thing that he indicates that was very good. You know, and so I find that very exciting and hopeful. Me too. You know, because so we could all say, yeah, I mean, we're reverts over and over. And, that, and that's, mm. but it really just affirms God's call to that constant conversion, mm -hmm. you know, and thank you, Jesus, for the gift of confession. <laughs> you <laughs> Amen. Know? Amen. Yeah. I mean, I, I'll just kind of start with the logistics of, you know, I'm, I'm a mom. And, and please do, but before you do, just because I'm going to interrupt you a lot, and I'm sorry, Cynthia, okay. sorry ahead of time. That's actually kind of why we have you on for an hour. That's awesome. Because <laughs> so, it's just constant interruptions. So please call 877-795-0122. Uh, we're beginning the six o'clock hour, going into our last hour of day one for our spring life drive. We would love to see, okay, because Roxanne and I are talking People are done with dinner. Don't take that long to eat dinner. <laughs> so uh, if you are done with your dinner or if you're on your drive home, uh, please make it a priority if you need to pull over as you're driving, you know, mm -hmm. uh, call 877-795-0122 or jump online and please consider uh, prayerfully how you can make a gift to Real Presence Radio. And enough of that commercial <laughs> break. Back to Denise. <laughs> Yes, so I live here in Fargo, and I'm a mom of five growing children, and four grandchildren, and a grandpuppy. And <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> I'm employed uh, by a window company down here, but I'm also a singer, songwriter, performer, speaker, resilience coach, and we can talk a little bit more about that later. Um, I'm a member of the St. Anne's and Joachim Church, and I'm a part of the worship team with Roxanne. That's kind of how we mm -hmm. met with Matt Noya. Cool. 
this table is the Saints Anne and Joachim table. That's right. God is good. I go there as well. We're kind of yeah. new. Yes, yes. And so um, my faith journey, I guess the title of it is Broken to Broken Open. It's like uh, identity, my identity being lost and found in a series of different layers and parts of my journey through relationships, through tradition, through the mysteries and the music and prayer, just back and forth trying to find my way and who God is and who His church is. And so I was I was born and raised Catholic. My parents were Catholic, so I was baptized. I had my, well, even to say I was born in a Catholic hospital called St. Francis, which is now Villa St. Vincent in Crookston. Okay. And, um, <clears throat> and so then I had my first communion, my confirmation, um, made several tech weekends as a teenager, and... Um, when I was married in the past, I was married in the Catholic Church, and so it was very much a part of who I was, and I've always been a Jesus lover as a little girl. Um, I love Jesus. I love God. I love the Church. I love taking communion. I was always fascinated for the, of the fact that I was taking the body and blood of Christ in, and um, just the humility of His presence, and my childlike faith was just like that, just really humble, but yet full of joy and excitement. Um, and I've always been a truth seeker. So what happened is, in my first crisis, uh, my identity was my value and my worth, uh, feeling like God was always outside of me, that I was never going to be good enough for heaven. And I just had a lot of confusion and a lack of understanding. I wasn't grounded in my faith. And so I went through a very—I mean, there's so many things I could say about this, but to keep it—keep the time on it, um, just eventually, the first time leaving the church, I was just, quite frankly, then started to, on top of all of those confusions and lack of understanding, I was bored with tradition. Mm-hmm. And so um, the next part of my being broken and broken open in the identity crisis and finding my identity was um, with the evangelical church and really experiencing the relationship with Jesus Christ. Now, God wasn't outside of me. I felt him inside of me. But my crisis was is that I was still very worldly. Um, I was involved in uh, music projects, a lot of rock bands. I was also in the beauty industry. I was a hairstylist for... 30-some years, I'm retired from it now, Um, but I was just very, like, I had Jesus in me, and I was a Jesus girl, but I was caught up in the outer appearance of everything, and so um, there again, I wasn't grounded in my faith, and, uh, but from there, um, as much as I was excited and active and participated in all of those things, we had a tragedy happen in our family in 2003. And my daughter, Amanda, who was 17 at the time, um, passed away in a car accident. And, um, man, I'm so grateful for the community of people that surrounded me in both walks of faith, Catholic and uh, Protestant and evangelicals. They were there for me 24-7. Um, I don't know why I'm getting No, I I can't imagine why. (laughs) Well, I mean, I shouldn't say that. I just... I, I, it's been almost 18 years and I, sometimes I cry about it and sometimes I don't, but I think it's just because, uh, looking back and truly seeing the support that I had, um, my identity was really shaken. I mean, everything about 
my faith, my church life, my family <clears throat> was stripped. I just, there, when my daughter died, I died with her. Mm. And um, so what happened then is because of that loss, I started to, um, I would be praying, but then I started to get led into um, wanting to hear from her. And, and so I went down the path of going outside of Christianity and church te- teachings and started to explore other religions, as in the New Age religion. And, and so I got caught up very much with the occult side of things and I uh, found myself going to psychics and mediums and um, then becoming a psychic and a medium. And I honestly thought that I was doing God's work. I thought, how can this, how can this be wrong? I, I, um, I did that. I went through that whole probably 11 years after, I think it started like in, Amanda passed in 2003 and it started, the door started to get open 2005, 2006, and then really 2007. And then the next thing I knew I was <clears throat> uh, trying to develop a business, being a psychic and a medium and a um a sound healing yeah. <laughs> practitioner. Denise, and I, I'm, I'm going to interrupt you. Uh, it's just so interesting. On one hand, like there's, there's so many things to be said, but this is your story, and this is what the story that God is writing, right? Um, for anybody who would like to make a gift, please call 877-795-0122. Support your local Catholic radio station. That is Real Presence Radio, 877-795-0122. And if you're just joining us, we're with Denise Gaber, and she's sharing her story, what the Lord has done in her life, um, how Real Presence Radio has had a role in that. Uh, and it's just been a fascinating story so far. Um, I, I just am, I'm humbled by what she shares just in that, that call to conversion, really. She didn't use those words. Those are my words. <laughs> <laughs> but ultimately, just coming back to being willing to share how she's walked away from the faith and come back and then walked away again. But through very real life experiences that so many people encounter. And, and so it's one of those things, um, you know, trying to fill that vacuum of emptiness. And that, that was one piece of it. Um, so please reach out, call 877-795-0122 to make a gift to Real Presence Radio. Our goal this half hour is $2,000. Um, it's always tough to squeeze this in when someone's in the middle of their story. Uh, but... We have to, and I just want to kind of recap for you if you were just joining us, coming from the whole dinner hour uh, dynamic. Um, but Denise, please, thanks for the, letting us do the interruption. There'll be plenty more, uh, <laughs> okay. but please uh, keep sharing. Yes, so um, being involved in the, the New Age uh, practice and religion, at first seemed, like I said, I, I felt like I was doing a work from God. Um, I felt like the spirits around me and everything I was connecting to was real. I was um, getting messages, and 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 they were right on with people. I mean, I'm like, How? I can't make this up, right? <laughs> this is, and people's lives were being touched. And um, but in the meantime, I something in my heart just wasn't sitting right, and I I didn't feel right about trying to make a business out of it at every time. In fact, when I wasn't charging is when the, the messages came clear and the one I had to charge, they, mm. they weren't clear. And, mm. um, and I just found this really addictive pattern between myself and the people, whether I was getting a reading or they were getting a reading. 
that you're constantly looking for signs and you're constantly going after someone to tell you about your loved one, someone to tell you about your future, tell, someone to just tell you mm-hmm. what's going on with you. And it's just a never ending rabbit hole. Mm. And I got really sucked into it. And what was supposed to be so wonderful for um, myself and all the, the, uh, mystical sides of it all and the supernatural and being with people and the self-adoration that comes with that because you're really talking to people about the self and the energy work and peering, you know, purifying the self and there's there's nothing about Christ in the center of that. And so it becomes an empty place, which is how I found myself and and I found myself uh, becoming very emotionally and spiritually, mentally, physically, financially broken, having unhealthy thoughts. And it was actually in 2017, I was, I started feeling a pull back to the Catholic Church, maybe the end of 2016, beginning of 2017, and then into the fall, I was out running, and I um, felt the pull to, to step into St. Anne's and Joachim and sit down and kneel down in one of the pews. And I just had this really profound experience and this presence with me, and I'm like, okay, what is this? But I still wasn't ready to totally come back. And, um, uh, but when I did, <laughs> it took until uh, the winter Thanksgiving weekend of 2018. And I was reading through scripture. I was in the Bible reading because I, I just knew, like I, I knew I was feeling this pull to come back because all of this other stuff, what I can just say, the difference between the New Age and Christianity. In the New Age, no one believes in the God of Israel. They do not believe in Jesus Christ. They don't believe in the actual birth, life, death, and resurrection. They believe in gods and goddesses and all these entities and all these different things. So all of that rabbit hole just becomes empty because you're never finding, you're never having a safety. And so for the first time in my life, I opened up my Bible and I I had such an encounter of Christ. I mean, I had that when I went into the evangelical church. I felt that encounter and relationship to him. But now I was feeling not just the relationship, but everything about the church, everything. It was all coming together. It was all making sense to me. And so I felt like I was home. I I came back through the Catholic Church. And it's where I wanted to be. However... The second time I left, um, because I was a brand new, or I was coming back to the Christian faith, I also um, got connected to a community of other ex-New Agers who had left the New Age religion and had come into Christianity and were very passionate about Christianity. So not necessarily Catholicism per se, it's just Christianity in general? I'm just asking, I guess. Well, Christianity in general, but honestly, most ex-New Agers see Catholicism as um, New Age disguised in Christianity. Oh, interesting. And so I, I um, let those seeds of doubt get planted in me. And what happened is then I left the Catholic Church again, and I, and I completely went down this, this whole road of... Um, um, actually going away from any mysteries or miracle and going into sensationism, which is where you don't believe in healings, you don't believe in miracles. It's it's the extreme side of Calvinism. 
And I found myself in in that space. I was becoming very um, judgmental, very condemning, and very judgmental and condemning of the Catholic Church. And really, I never thought that I would ever want to come back to the Catholic faith because I thought this was just all <laughs> new age. You had to figure it out. You, yeah. you needed Real Presence Radio, right? <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Real Presence Radio, 877-795-0122. Uh, 877-795-0122. We did have a gift just come in from Steve and Anella from Grand Forks, giving at a guardian angel level gift. So thank you, Steve and Anella. This is in honor of their beautiful grandchildren. Um, and I was also, I'm remiss that I need to... Uh, at the every, beginning of every half hour, we have these challenge gifts that are given to us. And so for this half hour, Ida from Fargo would like to give this, her challenge gift and loving memory of her husband, Leroy. Ida, thank you so much. Uh, and Steve and Anella, thank you for your generosity. Chad and Sarah also, another gift just came in. Chad and Sarah from Fargo, giving at a guardian angel level gift. Uh, Chad and Sarah from Fargo are, and I'm, I'm getting there. Uh, are offering this in Thanksgiving for their children. So in Thanksgiving for their grandchildren and for their children, you know, and, and I can't help but think some of this, you know, the heart moves in a variety of ways. And Denise, what you were sharing earlier, as we, as you were starting your story with the loss of your 17-year-old daughter and just seeking to find, how do you feel that vacuum of yeah. emptiness, you know? And and yet with the Lord still, just in ever pursuit of you, you know, just constant pursuit of you, uh, how many of us can say we're all look, you know, looking for love in all the wrong places? You know, there's mm -hmm. that song that's been kind of mm -hmm. uh, just really it, almost a, a joke now in some sense. But the truth of the matter is there, and so how you feel, how you feel that void, Roxanne. Yeah. And I, I know a little part of your story that I want to make sure you share. I'm just gonna, I might be kind of jumping in here, but we're called Real Presence Radio, and I know that the Eucharist was one of those grounding places that place where you finally found something. So I don't know if you, you want to share a little was, bit about that. Yeah, I was getting to that. <laughs> this is why, this is why we have folks, why we have Denise on for an hour. Cause there's always more. And this is, there's always more with God. There's always more with God. We ha speaking of more, another generous gift, Richard from Wapiton giving at a level as an apostle. Uh, thank you so much, Richard. Wow. There it is. There it is. Um, oh, in honor of the Carmelite sisters in Wapaton, you know, that, that's got a place oh, in my heart. I love them. One of my sisters is a cloister Carmelite in California. Okay. Um, so there's a part of me, like, secretly, I think I'm a Carmelite, even mm -hmm. though I'm really not, but you know, mm -hmm. like, but, but certainly, uh, my sister, she really, she introduced me to St. Joseph. Mm -hmm. Really? She's introduced me to Faustina. She's really introduced me into a lot of the saints. Yeah. And so we love the Carmelite sisters. Yes, Richard, do. thank you for your generosity. Uh, and so please continue to call in 877-795-0122. The beauty of this, Denise, is we're going to have a break here shortly, but you're still with us. So <laughs> we, we might just like cut it off halfway. But if you can please pick up where you left off, one, I'd be impressed. But <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, sure. So I was just talking about that I left for the second time because I I um, let the seeds of doubt and other ex-New Agers make me believe that um, the Catholic Church was um, just uh, disguised as Christianity, but it was actually New Age. And so I um, I just didn't want any part of any of that. I, I didn't want to look at any aspects of that part of the church. And I 
I, uh, for some reason, I was still struggling inside, and I was, I was beginning to move away from that. I didn't like all that condemnation and, and judgment that was going on there, and so I, I started to move back further towards the evangelical, and um, lo and behold, again, I was reading my Bible, and this is a year ago, Father's Day weekend. Word of God, sharper yeah. than any two-edged yes, sword. Yes, yes, just yes. Just talking about that. I was in Ephesians four and two um, about unity in the body of Christ, being one church, united in one as one body, and how the church was built on the foundations of the apostles and prophets, and Jesus was the cornerstone, mm-hmm. and it's just like something went ding, 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 like. What happened? What happened that we all of a sudden, we were one church and now we're like a gazillion different denominations and people are spread all over the place. What is it about this, you know, whole business of being one church? And then I started to read about the body and blood of Christ and how they all used to worship in the homes before they got into a church building, how they all partook of the body and blood of Christ, that they believed in the real presence of Jesus Christ. And so I thought, okay, wait a minute here. <laughs> and I went I went down a little bit further, and I'm reading about how Jesus told them about eating, all of his followers about eating his flesh and drinking his blood. And most of his followers fell away. They got freaked out by that. Mm-hmm. Right. right. Right? This is where I'm like, there is truth to the Catholic faith. Mm. And this is where I, I remember calling my mom and my friend bawling. I said, you're not going to believe this. And they, had, they weren't even expecting it. I wasn't expecting it. But this was my encounter with Christ, and he showed me his church. The first, mm. the, the first time I came back in 2018, he was showing me his real presence again, that he'd been with me through the whole season of when mm. I was a little girl to walking away to all of that through the new age, and then, bam, he's bringing me back to the church. It's like I had a born-again experience coming back into the church. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's, that's awesome. You know, we are coming up on a break really soon here. And so for anybody, you do not have to, you, you can make your call during the break as well. Please call 877-795-0122. just a question of, okay, put aside all of your preconceptions, your Protestant judgments, and, and come to it with an open mind. And once I did that, I started to recognize there was a whole bunch of scripture, as, as a Protestant scripture was the bellwether for everything, that I had never looked at in, in the way the Catholics did. In fact, I think there were scriptures that I had felt like I'd never even seen before. I'm like, What? Where did that come from? And uh, so then as, as the fog was lifted, I think the biggest thing that happened for both of us is that we recognized we no longer had to have all of the answers. There was a magisterium in place, and I can spend my entire life living contentedly in the Catholic faith and never stop learning and never have to have all the answers because the church has them. And if I have a question, I can find it out. The Catholic faith brought us complete peace. 60 Seconds with Archbishop Fulton J. Sheen. Peace be to you. What is prayer? 
Well, the best definition of prayer is that it is a lifting of the mind and the heart to God. To make it more simple, prayer is a dialogue. Man breaks silence in two ways. A dialogue with his fellow man and a dialogue with God. My dialogue with a fellow man is a proof that he is a person, and so am I. The same is implied in a dialogue with God. And both of these dialogues are fulfilled in the two commandments, love God and love neighbor. The people you know and trust are on EWTN. I think that, well, first of all, I tend to be more of an app user than I do live radio listening. But I get all of the same programming, just maybe a little bit delayed. And I think that the main reason for having this wonderful availability is basically what you would call in the business world the economy of scale. It's, it's possible for um, our local RPR network to broadcast things that locally we could not afford to have. Or, or programming that, that we just don't have the talent available locally. And the things that come to mind are really the best of the best that are national syndicated type programs that are available locally, like EWTN programming, um, Father Spitzer's programming, uh, Catholic Answers. All of those things are things that are, are so appreciated by the people in our community that we may not have that local talent here. And um, RPR gives us the possibility of delivering it locally. Welcome back to Real Presence Radio's Spring Live Drive. I'm your co-host, Roxanne Solonen, here with Mark Holcraft. And we have a guest, Denise Graber, who's talking about her story. But before we go into more of Denise's story, Mark's going to give us a little update on where we're at. And also, I'm going to give you the number, one 795 122 Make sure you get that written down somewhere, one 877 7950122 we're counting on you to do God's work right now and call in with your pledge. Well, and thank you. So at the end of the last half hour we brought in a little over $1200. And so Roxanne, we've not hit our $2000 mark yet in, in, in either our half hours. Um I'm going to start taking this personal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um so uh we have our last half hour of day 1 ahead of us. Um and some different things here as far as the giving levels, uh, guardian angel, $249 or less, or you can give at an evangelist level, which is between 250 to 499, a disciple level, 500 to 999, an apostle level gift, a thousand or higher up to 4,999. And then an archangel level would be 5,000 or more. Um, and there's also the messenger level, which is 360 or $30 a month. So if you're not one who's inclined to do a one-time gift, but you do better monthly, uh, that's um, one way to do it as a messenger. And for every gift that's given uh, in this last half hour, we put your name into a drawing where you can win either a one-pound box of chippers or a crucifix generously made and donated by Matt Shetler from Watford City. And so uh, to get us going, though, we do have some challenge gifts, and we are so thankful for John Miller Farms from Minto offering his challenge gift Doris from Moorhead would like to offer her gift and loving memory of her husband, Larney, and in thanksgiving to Our Lady of Chestahova for a family conversion 
and for her fallen away family members to return to the Catholic faith. And if Doris, if you're listening right now with Denise's story, it's one of the, again, it's a witness to hope. And that's kind of been a sub theme for Roxanne and I mm -hmm. in uh, our two hours with our listening audiences, how, you know, how what the Lord's doing in, in moving as a witness to hope. And finally, thanks to Chris and Julie from Sheldon offering their gift and thanksgiving to God for their family. And so, um, yeah, I mean, there's generosity. I joke, I say I'm taking this personal. People are so generous in what they're giving and making Real Presence Radio really, it's a part of their family dynamic, a part of, a part of their, their living experience and how they're making their gift. And I, we know, we receive incredible stories of people praying for us, uh, so thankful, so many of these people uh, thanking Real Presence Radio, encouraging us, supporting us. Um, and in this particular time of the live drive, uh, we just ask, thank you for your generosity, and just please pray. What does the Holy Spirit put on your heart? Um, um, I, I, a lot of times people make a gift. You know, they, they give the gift with something already in mind, which I completely appreciate the practicality of that. But I do, I want to encourage the listeners, ask the Holy Spirit, what's he asking you to give? Um, I understand there's a question out there. What's a chipper? Great question. <laughs> I'll answer that. <laughs> do it, Roxanne. Yeah. I'm a chippers fan. It is a ruffled potato chip soaked in chocolate, and they are amazing. <laughs> they that are. was uh, That's a commercial right there. A ruffled <laughs> chip. Did you say drenched in chocolate or layered in Something chocolate? Something like that. I don't know. <laughs> Literally dipped in Saturated. chocolate. Saturated. Yeah. Dipped in chocolate. Yeah. Probably multiple times because there's a thick layer it, of chocolate. It sounds strange, but honestly, you bite into that thing and you're never going back. I mean, yeah. It's good. true. I'm originally from California. I don't know why. We just didn't have chippers there. I think it's a Fargo thing. It was um, invented in well, Fargo. Fargo. And yeah. uh, Denise mentioned earlier, you gave a shout out to Crookston because that's where you were baptized. Mm -hmm. um, I lived in Crookston for a number of years, and that's actually where I ran into Whitman's Chocolate. Okay. Uh, um, I, I lived there when I'd go stay with my grandma. We'd walk to Whitman's yeah. many times. That was, oh, that was the ultimate. If grandma gave us, bought us a treat from there. Oh, and just good people. I mean, the, yes. the people who own Whitman's, and I mean, they have been tremendously supportive of Real Presence Radio. Um, but I think of uh, the, the, the couple who owned Whitman's up in Crookston, um, just lovely people, faithful people. Um, I would see, I, I'm not sure, like, I, I'm not sure if we can say their first name, so I'm just choosing not to, but I would see often Mr. Whitman uh, walking to daily mass. Mm -hmm. You know, I just, uh, it's just a, a witness um, that was pretty inspiring because in the winter, it's cold. Mm -hmm. <laughs> if anybody hasn't discovered mm -hmm. that yet in the northern mm -hmm. Midwest, in the winter, it's cold. And just to see him walking the, the mass. Um, and now mentioning awesome. that, it kind of is, you know, can go back into Denise's story because she was, I think, going to give a little testimony about the, the Eucharist and another kind of nourishment. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, as I said, you know, it was the, when it comes to the Eucharist and, and in Scripture and Jesus is telling his story that and saying they must eat of his flesh, his body and blood. And most of his followers walked away from that. And when... Being a part of the New Age, and not that I ever went so deep as to become a Satanist or anything like that, but I did study what that was all about because I thought, how do people get that deep and dark? And I, what I found very interesting about Satanists and the occult is that they copycat everything about Christianity, everything about the Mass. There's a Black Mass. There's a Black Pope. They um, have their own sacrifice, which is usually 
children, and they um, they go after to try and steal the communion from the Catholic churches. Why is that? And desecrate the communion. If there mm-hmm. is, if there's something that's not supposed to be real in us taking the body and blood of Christ, then why do Satanists mock and copycat it? Yeah, mm-hmm. so there's the whole idea of holy and then the unholy. Like, there's just yes. very clear. It's very, yeah. it's and very clear. Christ, Antichrist. I mean, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yep. And just to interrupt quick, the number 877-795-0122. That has really not a lot to do with what Denise is talking about. <laughs> but uh, just for those who, if they're just joining us, um, I'm asking you, and uh, please reach out, 877-795-0122. And consider Real Presence Radio making that gift and what the Lord's putting on your heart. Denise, back to you. <laughs> Thanks. Um, so that's the, the mystery of the body and the blood of Christ fully brought me back in. I, I just knew I couldn't deny that anymore. As much as I loved my evangelical friends, and I still love, still love them very much. And oh my goodness, my whole journey with that and bringing me to the relationship with Jesus Christ and really feeling Him in my heart has just so much enriched my being back in the Catholic faith. I can't even tell you. It brings tears to my eyes. And if everyone that has that relationship with Christ out there could really, of my evangelical friends, could really understand the power of taking the Eucharist in alignment and alongside of that and and allow themselves to maybe, like me, I was so hurt and I had a lot of judgment based on hurt and confusion of tradition and what other people told me, instead of really allowing Christ to reveal to me through His Word and um, opening my eyes to um, traditions and historical teachings. I mean, there was a time we didn't have the Word. Of, we didn't have an actual Bible. You know, the apostles they, they, and the prophets, they walked around sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ. And it wasn't until years later that that was all written, and then all the books came together, and they were all at separate times. So the believers were one church, and eventually we had a Bible. And yes, I love the Word of God, and I love the church, and we need both of those. We can't have one without the other. <clears throat> Amen. I mean, it's so beautifully articulated, Denise. You know, uh, Scripture and Tradition. Yeah. You know, and we didn't we didn't have the written word in scripture, uh, right in the early church, and so they're the living word. Yeah, you know, and and that's what we're called to be. So that calling doesn't change at all. But then tradition, like it was oral tradition, you know, and you know, tradition with a small t. How do stories get passed on in families? Like in our family, I'm one of eleven kids, six brothers, four sisters. There's a ton of stories, you know, and our older siblings. It's interesting, are quite animated. I'm number 10 out of the 11. The older siblings get really animated when they tell the stories. Um, and they're great stories. Are there moments of exaggeration? Yeah, you can kind of tell. But the nature of tradition, how that gets passed on. You know, my kids know one of my brothers. They know Uncle Jim as a super funny storyteller, and they want to be around him. And that's also a part of how they come to know me. You know, when they want to know about their dad's stories that I generally just wouldn't share, they're going to ask my brothers and sisters because they're going to get the scoop on me, but they're going to get a certain sense like that's their tradition I grew up in. Mm-hmm. You know, it's in a tradition with a capital T, um, how much more? You know, so I, I, I love what you're saying. 
Yeah. And, you know, the other thing is, too, I mean, I remember when I would push people back when they'd try to talk to me about the Catholic faith, my family members, friends, I mean, I would really push back and not want to hear it. The interesting part, though, is when Christ called me back into the church, it was, I mean, the Holy Spirit changed my heart. Nobody else changed my heart. My mom always prayed for me. She never pushed me to, like, you got to be in the church. She was always accepting when I was a member of the evangelical. And even when I, um, you know, journeying out into the new age, she was very supportive of of everything and just really just continued the power of prayer that my mom had over my life and my aunts and my uncles and everyone um, has been amazing. And so if you are feeling a nudge or you're going to know if, if Christ is calling you back to the Catholic Church or to the faith, or maybe you've never been a part of it. Just don't be afraid of it. Don't be afraid to look. The enemy wants to keep us all divided and in this religious hatred, and we need to stop. We have to stop that because we're not serving the body of Christ, and we're not giving an example or being a witness to the world when we are all like fighting over this, and we need to get back to the simplicity. That's and, right. Yeah, and one of the ways we start that tonight is one eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two because we can bring all of this back to Catholic radio. It, it in real presence radio in particular, it's not that it's everything, but it is something that un- helps unify us, helps fortify us, helps educate us, helps catechize us, helps you know helps us in our conversion. Because I'm thinking of people who were reached. And in a moment of surprise, listening in their car who who didn't know, you know, there's different ways that God is going to reach out. And sometimes it's through Catholic radio and Real Presence Radio. So again, one eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. Mark and I are looking at each other saying, we got to, we got to. <laughs> Get some uh, get some donations here from you guys. So, uh, and we've had a couple come in. Uh, Carol from Wapaton gave at a guardian angel level. Thank you so much, Carol. Carol says, "I'm so grateful that RPR is in our area. We're grateful to be in your area, Carol. So, thank you for that." And another gift from Anonymous in Rugby, uh, giving at a messenger level. Uh, this person says that they have a cousin named Jerry with terminal cancer. Please pray for him. Uh, again, you know what? I just we we did the whole prayer on the spot, mm-hmm. and this is the nature. Like people ask us, pray for them. Let's mm-hmm. just offer a glory be for uh, this gentleman with terminal cancer. T- cancer, glory, glory be, be to, to the, the Father and to and the, the Son and to the Holy Spirit, Spirit as, as it was in the beginning, beginning is now, and ever shall be, world without end. end. Amen. Thank you, anonymous, for your generosity. Thank you to our listeners. Again, eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. I do want to come back just a quick point because, Denise, your reflection regarding the devil and just uh, to separate. And, and the word Satan, it literally means to scatter. Mm. You know, and so uh, in, in your insight, too, of how, like, uh, in the reflections regarding, like, uh, you, you had mentioned kind of coming out of New Age, but then also drawing a connection of, like, Satanists. Uh, and, it, you know, if we really want to go in, into the occult, how everything... It's it's just a it's a false mimicry, mm-hmm. if you will. You know uh, those weren't your words, but how everything seeks to take the truth. Um, but another definition of the devil means to twist, to divide, but to twist. And so we see when we break open, like it, you know, words are powerful, language is powerful when we come to understand what it simply means. So Satan to scatter, the devil to twist. Uh, what's he twisting? He wants to twist the truth. Right, and so um, 
And it's so easy for us to get caught up in that. You know, I mean, I don't think there's one listener who can't say they've not fallen for one of the evil one's lies. He's clever. He's very clever. He's really clever. You know, and so the importance of community and how you were getting uh, emotional because the community is what really kind of kept you intact. The Catholic community and then I think you said the evangelical community that, you know, at key parts of your life. We're made for community. We are. You know, and so it's a joy in listening to you tell your story. Thank you. I know you're not done, uh, but again... We're just going to interrupt. Roxanne, want to give the number again? 877-795-0122. 877-795-0122. Call in as soon as you can because we're getting close to the end of our time together tonight. And so we there's are. not much time. Twelve. We, we have 12 minutes left, really less than 12 minutes before we end day one. Um, and that, that's maybe a good point too. Um, it's not that you can't give a gift after 7 p.m., <laughs> right. right? You know, you can continue. If you call after 7 p.m., you may not necessarily get uh, anybody to answer the phones. That's how late we're going in, the, uh, in our Fargo office tonight, uh, which is why we keep giving the number 877-795-0122. But you can also go online at any time, day or night, and you go onto the website, realpresenceradio.com, and find uh, the button. Uh, well, just follow the, the cues for the spring live drive on real presence radio and that'll take you to uh, the button to make an online gift as well and i love that there's so many people call in with certain requests that go with that that their sacrificial giving is for the benefit of someone else and to to edify someone's soul or to heal someone or you know just to let god do his work and that's Absolutely. a beautiful way to do that so well one of the things that's come up in our time with Denise is just God's timing. I mean, <laughs> if God only acted when we were ready, oh my gosh, <laughs> we'd, be, we'd be in trouble, you know? But even I think over the break, Roxanne, you were just saying, you know, like for those who are listening, like maybe they're at a place in their life where if they've, they've not considered the Catholic church or the Catholic faith, maybe they've found themselves totally making fun of the Catholic faith. And when Denise said like, at some point you had indicated you just didn't understand you know, and by the grace of God, there go I and any of us. Is yeah. it that you're ready to say something? Yes, because let's talk about community in the body of Christ and the Holy Family. Because I used to get really upset um, when I was uh, evangelical about people worshiping Mary and worshiping the angels and saints and going through that whole, like, you guys, this is about Jesus. And, and boy, talk about getting humbled and all of that. Um, Far from the truth. I, again, I want to encourage people to really research and research history because Mary is like the ultimate greatest example of what it means to um, <laughs> be a holy saint person. I mean, she carried Jesus. She she totally leaned into the will of God. She watched her son suffer on the cross. I mean, I lost a daughter. I can only imagine, I sit there and I think sometimes when I'm praying the rosary and the sorrowful mysteries and I'm like back in that time and I'm like, I can't imagine, Mother Mary, what you must have felt watching your son, watching everyone just totally um, abuse and, and just just totally not even see who he was. He was so good. He was so good and he was so holy. And she just is that example of 
perseverance and resilience and and staying true to the one true God, Father, and sacrificing her son. And I, I can't help but honor her, and I can't help come alongside of her and all the many saints before me and probably those that are going to come after me. And the other thing I want to say about that is people are like, well, how is the Catholic Church any different than when you were in the New Age and you're, you know, talking to the dead? The Catholic Church, when I studied it, the Catholic Church goes through a very intense and strict process of who gets to even be called a saint in the church. In Absolutely. The, yeah. Right? And in the New Age, everybody can be their own god and goddess. There's no protection. And once I realized that that protection was there in the church, that that was set in place, I was able to finally ease and relax and knowing that I am walking alongside the living. I'm praying with the living that's in the unseen as well as the seen. And we are all one in the body of Jesus Christ. And so I don't have that fear that I'm talking to the dead. And I don't go look for signs either. Christ, God will send them when I need them, if I need them, but I don't need to go outside of anywhere else to find Christ. I have found Him. I know He's with me. He's in my heart, and He's in the church, in the Eucharist, as a physical representation for us to experience until we meet Him (laughs) again. And and one of the things the Catholic Church teaches is that when you're praying uh, with the saints to the saints, you're not praying to the dead. You're praying to the living. Exactly. Right? That's it. You're and praying. And so, and yeah. that's, it's just, you know, layers. There's so much layers. We have another gift that is coming from Mark and Lisa and from McHenry, uh, giving at a messenger lift. Thank you, uh, messenger uh, level. Messenger lift. That's a new thing <laughs> I'm making up. Um, so, uh, I just lost my place. Sorry. Um so, uh, Mark and Mary offering this gift for the holy souls in purgatory and for all new mothers. Um, if you didn't hear that, offering uh, their gift for the holy souls in purgatory and for all new mothers. And so, thank you so much. And then we have another gift that just came in as well. Uh, a disciple-level gift. Jed and Jennifer from Grand Forks giving a disciple-level gift. Uh, thank you so much, Jed and Jennifer and Mark and Lisa. Uh, again, and... Denise, I, I say thank you to them. Thank you to you too, um, because there's um, there's so much to be said. And as you're talking about Mary, you know, and how close she was with Jesus. She was she was the first tabernacle, right? The first monstrance, mm-hmm. you know. She was the first one uh, to to house our Lord, mm-hmm. and then to show him to the world, you know. Uh, incredible. We have more gifts. George and Nancy, I'm sorry, George and Marcy from Fargo giving at a guardian angel level gift. And then Nancy from Hill City also giving at a guardian angel level gift. Um, we are less than 500 away from our goal for this half hour. So we have a little over five minutes left, you know, a hundred dollars an hour. We mm-hmm. could do it. It's very possible. Uh, oh yeah, I said an hour, a minute. <laughs> I'm not the mathematician. Totally Roxanne is. No, 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 I'm not. No, no, but we, we, we can do this, guys. We can do it. Yep. So thank you. Thank you to Nancy, to George and Marcy uh, for their gifts at these guardian angel level gifts. You know, I read off at the beginning of the half hour, these different levels. You don't have to give at that particular level. Right. Give at whatever you're able to. And I just mm-hmm. continue to implore you, just ask the Lord, Lord, mm-hmm. what do you want me to give? 
Uh, how, how am I called to give? Um, and so, it, and the Lord will provide, He'll provide for what Real Presence Radio needs and in turn provide for what all of our listeners need through Real Presence Radio. And thank you for all those who are praying for those who have given uh, for specific purposes. Um, we, we're, we're calling on all of our, our listeners that are hearing this to pray for those who have been, uh, you know, the, the gifts that have been bestowed in their name. So that's Absolutely. a lot of prayers. <laughs> there is a lot of prayers. Um, call 877-795-0122. We have less than five minutes left of day one on a Real Presence Radio Spring Live Drive. Our, our goal through the end of this Spring Live Drive is to fundraise 575000 It's possible. Between the potential of 2.4 million listeners and the Real Presence Radio Network, 575000 is very possible. And it's God's doing. It's God's work. He'll see it through. Um, because he just has that habit. He has that habit of when he starts something, he's going to finish it. Even though I don't always. <laughs> we've talked about hope. And, you know, I just think of the year that we've just come through. And now we're, we're, we're seeing some a little bit of relief, some consolation, and kind of people coming back to life. And it's spring. It's the spring live drive. And here we yes. are. And there is hope. And God wants to, you know, he wants to use us to bring that hope to others. And this is one way you can do it, by calling one 877 There's still time. There is still time. But we are coming near the top of the hour. Three minutes left. We're with Denise Gaber. Are we saying that Gaber. right, Gaber? Yep. Uh, Denise, any final comments or things the Lord's putting on your heart to share? Because I know there's not enough time, but oh, yeah. There's so much. Um, well, I, uh, yeah, for another conversation, we could talk about the beauty of the church and how the whole story is in front of us from Jesus' birth life. It just means we have to have you come back. Yeah, so <laughs> we can talk about that another time. But do you remember what it was like when you came back to the Eucharist? <sighs> I felt like a little. I felt like a kid in Winman's candy store. <laughs> <laughs> ding, 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 ding. It, it was like the childlike faith and and just the simple belief mm. in it again. And so I want to encourage people. I know there's a lot to the Catholic faith, but just start out simple. Just start out mm. with Jesus Christ, partaking of the body and blood of Christ. Learning, just learning about it. Um, read John six. Read John six, and just you know. Let go of the voices mm. from the past and mm -hmm. and just allow yourself to relook. Um, I know for me, I'm I'm not going to argue. I don't want to debate with people. I'm, I'm I can only describe my story, and and it's up to the Holy Spirit to lead people where He wants. But I do know that music plays a, an important role to uniting us as the body of Christ. And so, moving forward. Um, that is part of my, my goal is to bridge the gap through worship songs and um, songs and, that can bring us together to love our Lord and Savior and through the hymns and through the rock and roll praise and worship because I, to me, that music gets me fired up. So when I do come and take communion, I know that spirit's in me and then I can humble myself and be in that quiet space, that meditative space listening to the hymns and preparing my heart to receive the body and blood well, of Christ. And that's part of the beauty of prayer. You know, even prayer has its kind of process and path, if you will. I too, I, I'm a fan of contemporary worship. Um, but what I have found in my experience of prayer, the Lord has used contemporary worship to kind of lead me to a place of meditation and contemplation. Yes. You know, and so it's, I've not found it to necessarily be a, an end, um, but it's a means to a deeper place 
of that one-on-one with the Lord where you can just meet him and he's meeting you, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so before we close, we have 30 seconds left before we close. Roxanne, any final comments? I just want to thank you for being here, Denise, and sharing your story. And we'll definitely yes. have you back on. And You're anyone welcome. again, 877-795-0122. Just had to say it one more time because guess what? We're going to be back tomorrow. We, so. are. <laughs> we are 7 a.m. tomorrow morning. Please join us. Uh, we're excited to be with you. Pray the number for us. again? 877-795-0122. Or on realpresenceradio.com, Spring Live Drive. Have a good night, everyone. God bless.